Welcome to Real Talk with your host, Nick Hoyle. Proudly presented by Podcasts New Zealand. Welcome again to Sunil. Uh, you can see on the Thanks screen. Very much, yeah, great to be great to be here again. Yeah. Yeah. So um, look, it's it's been an interesting week for everybody out there in business. Uh, no doubt you've been quite busy with with all of the wage subsidy stuff there, Sunil. Yeah, I have. Yes, yeah. so I've, I've been. Uh, I've always service where I file some on people's behalf for more the more complex uh, situations and give them some some advice just in case they get audited. Then they've got some documentation in the background. Um, but yeah, it's been been pretty busy. Having a chat to people and the rules obviously changing again, Nick. So, so yeah, yeah, the, the the changes and the confusion around it. Um, yeah, look, even <laughs> yeah, there were, I guess I think the, the the thing was that by the looks of it, the government's rushed us through as fast as possible to um, get it into the hands of people so that they're not running out of cash and can't pay their employees yeah. or or. Exactly right, and and, and with the, with the speed speediness comes a few mistakes, which is um forgivable. And and I'm, I'm not sure whether you've seen the um the Australian version of it, but to get the subsidy over in Australia, it's about eight pages long, and you need to upload your last three years financial statements and a whole bunch of other things. And it's just um it'll take take a week or two to actually get that stuff through to the Australian government. So <clears throat> so even though that this might not be perfect, and there's some mistakes and things keep getting changed, at least it's getting the cash out into people's hands. Yeah, totally agree, and I got a, uh, quite a few friends in Australia, and um, it, it really does seem like it's a complicated situation there. Um, yeah, for, for yeah, yeah, they've got a different strategy to New Zealand in terms of lockdown, and um, it, there's a lot of debate uh, one side versus the other, the economic side versus the health side, and it's uh, yeah, I guess um, you know whatever whatever your political favorite favors are or you know in new zealand i think right now that we are fortunate to have someone that's at least being decisive yeah exactly right um hey so i think um we kind of spoke about this earlier just before we sort of get started it's not about us trying to give you advice here and and it's not financial advice do you want to just expand on that for us Sunil? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So, so each person's situation is going to be different, whether you're a, you're a company or a sole trader or a contractor or um, or in a partnership or trading trust or whatever. So, um, so we can't give you specific advice, and and don't rely on this as advice directly to your situation or your company or your um your wage subsidy um application. But it's it's it's, it's more um high level, and what what we want to do is to is to give you a flavour of of um you know of of what the government's trying to do. And um and how to best protect yourself if an order comes up and and how to pay your employees that that sort of stuff so more high level advice as opposed to advice um, directly for your own company or your own situation. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and 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 it, that that's the key with with this is like, hey, we're going to give you to the best of our knowledge what we've managed to pick up from government websites and obviously from your perspective as an auditor and, and if we do get Lisa back uh, from a perspective as an accountant. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully just give you a little bit more of a bit more armor so that you kind of know that you're doing the right thing. So I guess to recap, you know, how it works essentially, um, look, you apply to the government, they're going to give you uh, a 12 week subsidy to pay your, yourself if you're self-employed or your employees' wages, um, yeah. Do, 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 
Want to expand that a little for us? Yeah, I'll expand a little bit on it. So, um, so two types. One's for a uh, what they classify as a full time employee, which is um, if you if you have if you work over twenty hours a week, um, or a part time employee, which is under twenty hours a week. Um, and um, so the, the full time is five eight five five hundred eighty five dollars and eighty cents, and then per week. And then um, the part time is three hundred fifty dollars uh, per week per employee. There, so you just go onto the website and uh, fill out the details, and, and that's effectively how it works. There's a bunch of, of stuff you need to do in the background um, to be able to um, document this, just in case an audit does happen. But that's effectively what you do. It can take five minutes for a, a two person application or it could take 20 minutes for a 30 um, person application depending on how fast you type but it's uh, very very fast and the payout um, happens within uh, five days in most cases so mm -hmm. as we mm -hmm. said before great to get the cash into, into people's hands yeah absolutely it's um, look from that perspective I think they've done a great job so so kudos yeah. so and and the question around uh, how does someone qualify um, Short synopsis is you've got to be able to prove a 30% drop in earnings or revenue in your business uh, due to COVID-19. Correct. Yep, that's right. And, um, and, and you have to be um, you have to be employing people that they've widened the scope massively uh, since, since what they had um, firstly. Um, and uh, so 30% decline, um, that could be against last year if you have been trading for more than one year or if you're a growth company or you've only been trading for one year, you just compare that to what a normal month might be, and that might be um, that might be uh, to February uh, or January or, or or something, and so you can actually compare against last month's uh, revenue to see that thirty percent decline. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you have to have um, you have to have active um, active steps in um, in actually um, mitigating the financial impacts of COVID nineteen on your business. And and the, the government have expanded on that a little bit more. So they're saying talk. So initially they said talk to your chamber of commerce, talk to your membership body, which which most people actually never do anyway. You know, most membership <laughs> bodies are like useless in this country, and the chamber of commerce aren't, aren't much better to be honest. But um, um, so talking to your bank and talking to your accountant and or financial advisor, um, making sure that you've got some cash reserves, hopefully in your business. Um, you know, stopping your marketing, stopping some of your um, entertainment. Obviously, you can't go out in, anymore anyway. But um. But making sure that you're actually being financially prudent over this time in your business is, is what would classify as active steps. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, I think regardless of that dialogue with your bank, whether it's just a, a quick email through the bank mail or, or a phone call that you document on a phone on this date, um, it's, it, it really is quite an important part of all of that, making sure that you've got things right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'd, I'd send an email rather than have phone calls. I'll just just to make sure I got that paper trail too. It's probably going to be faster anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or have an email, or have a phone call, and then follow up by email. Just to say here's what here's what we talked about. You know. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and then obviously um, you have to actually keep your staff as well um, over the, over the twelve week period, and your intention is to pay them at least eighty percent of what of what's your um, or what you've been paying them prior. Um, or, uh, or or whatever their um, employment agreement contract uh, actually says, and um, so that so that's not to say you have to pay them, but it's, it's to make sure you do your best efforts to be able to pay them. Yeah, so so clarity on that is if they earn more than five eighty five, the best intention for you as the business owner is to top it up to eighty percent of their pay. However, if your business cannot sustain topping it up to eighty percent of the pay. Um, 
you know, that would put you in a place of being insolvent or, or unable to meet your other obligations, then you must at a minimum pass on the entire 585 less any taxes and savers and yep. those type of deductions. deductions. Yep, that's exactly right. And, um, and so, so we just moved on to that, the paying employees point now. So, so that's good. Um, uh, and in terms of, of, of paying 80%, you still actually need to be able to, you still actually need to document that up with your employee as well. So you can't, you can't just say, I'm just paying you 80%, that's it now. So you have to, you have to effectively um, give them a, a document that they sign saying, yes, um, understand there's a big crisis on at the moment. I'm happy to take 80%. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, just to keep myself employed. Otherwise, I know that I might get made redundant uh, effectively. So, um, so, so make sure that, um, that you actually document that with your employees. Um, and um, having a, a written agreements with those employees. I mean, I've been banging on about this all week. It's it's really a critical time that communication with all parties is is just so so critical. And that's um, things like this when you have gone and taken the government's money. It's really important that you not just have the conversation, but actually document your conversation, um, yep. so that for sure they're going to do audits, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as as a taxpayer, you should want them to to do audits. I mean, you, you and I were talking before about um about people applying for for the scheme that that should never you know or that, that either just just don't know that they shouldn't be applying for, or they just um, willingly go out there and see free money and just take it. Um, so and and remember, it's not the government's money; it's taxpayer money. So me, you, everyone else who's listening to this call is actually our money. So. So um, I'd be I'd be very disappointed if the government doesn't do audits, mm. and um, and and quite a lot of them I'd say. I mean, it, it won't happen in the next couple of months. It'll be, you know, five, six, seven months down the track. But um, but it will happen, and hopefully it does happen. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So um, I guess should we discuss some of the uh, the changes that were announced just twenty seventh or twenty eighth? Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yep. Yep. So so let's just have a have a chat through that. Um, there was there was an announcement for a start that said um, if your employee um, if their normal wage is actually below the um, the subsidy you get paid you have to pay them the subsidy and there's a whole bunch of reasons why that was a bad call to make. Um, and, right, someone um, who earns a hundred bucks a week all of a sudden is going to get three hundred. Yeah, exactly. And then and then the the ramifications of that is a, a crazy. You know, imagine a student who works three jobs and is now on a thousand and fifty dollars per week. <laughs> for, um, for 10 hours, you know? So it's not too bad. Um, or or and and it actually um and um it would actually increase your leave accrual, especially for those employees. You obviously take an average of the last however many months. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but that would just push the leave accrual up. So um so a whole bunch of um, people, including myself, um. You know, I went back to the government and said that you know that this is a, it's a terrible idea. You know, there's a whole bunch of things you haven't thought about. And um, Grant Robertson, to his credit, actually put it out on his Facebook page saying, saying, yeah, sorry, we we mucked up here. Here's here's mm -hmm. what you actually meant. Um, you know, pay them their normal wage um, uh, and and use the difference if if you do get it get some more money. Um, use the difference to help your other employees that um, the five eight five might not actually cover their whole cost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and look, absolutely credit to them for going back and addressing that because there was that was probably one of the biggest posts in this group last week is the confusion around the wage subsidy. And we started a thread, an individual thread, just for that, and I will go back through to clean up after today's chat um, so that we keep it all in one place. So, yeah, yeah. And what what, cool. what other changes? Um, yeah, yeah, some other changes. So the so the declaration that you're signing um, is a lot more comprehensive now. So, so there's a whole bunch more stuff, uh, more stuff in there, um, especially around 
how you communicate with your employees that you're actually applying for the subsidy. So, so, um, so there'd be a lot of of people who um, or business owners um, who actually don't who actually didn't actually communicate with their employees that they're actually going to give all all their personal information to the Ministry of Social Development and 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 whatnot. And and people will say oh, it doesn't matter because the government's got this information anyway with IRD. So IRD's got your information, but it doesn't actually matter um, because the IRD can't send that to another to another government department department without your prior authorization under the Privacy Act. So, um, so, so there is actually a. Um, uh, I'll just. There is a form, uh, right? That we've got. There's, there's a form, yeah, and we'll we'll put that up on the website. I'm sure you will, Nick, on on Facebook. But it's a, a privacy information for employees that you just print out or or you or you send to your staff via email, so that, that so that they understand their rights. Yeah, so we'll we'll put that into the file section, and I'll also put a Google Drive link in. So, so it, it's and it is really available. I'll also put a link to the government's website anyhow, so that. Um, that, that's just part of your documentation process you need to. Yeah, sure. So, so they've provided a bit more um, guidance on uh, casual employees. So, um, so remember, casual casual contracts um, differ, but um, effectively you can you can get rid of them if you want to. So, so that um, so that uh, so so you can still do that. But if you did want to keep them on and and pay them, uh, because just remember that the wage subsidy is. Is about keeping employees on, you know. It's, it's um, so that's the main reason uh, the wage subsidy exists. So, so if, if you did have a casual employees that that, that weren't going to cost you any money, you and and or um, or you, you're happy just to pay them the three fifty or the five eight five just by itself, you might as well just keep them on and pay them that, and mm-hmm. um, because it's all about keeping people employed. So to to work out um, whether the the casual employee is a full time or part time uh, person, the government has given some some guidance on that so you, you go back uh, a year and have a look at um, the, the average hours that they they've done over that year if, if they're new new people or they've been uh, with you for under a year you, you just go back as far as they they've been with you for and just average those number of hours out per per week mm. um, as well so a lot so, of that um, um, i guess a lot of that kind of does uh keeping the employees a great thing but it does kind of assume that your business will be able to resume its normal or some sort of normal level of operation. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's certainly something that you need to consider, uh, I guess, um, you know, whether or not going forward your business will be able to operate in the same capacity. Yeah. Particularly if we have yeah. an extended period of time at a level two or a level three, would that be that's a... Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and, and, and if, if there's an extended period of time, obviously they, they, they've given the subsidy for 12 weeks, so, so they think it might be, it might be three months. Um, that um well that, that, that you lose the income the revenue effectively and that they might actually push that out if, if things start getting really bad they actually might give another another 12 weeks or eight weeks or something and that that will get announced down the track a little bit um but um that might happen as well so be prepared to, to file again um, yeah. if they do announce it. yeah and, and i guess that kind of depends on so many like global factors around you know, global spread is there is there a, a vaccine is there a what does the Nobody knows what that looks like yet, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, so in terms of paying employees, I might just um just finish that one off if, yeah. if we don't mind uh, quickly. So, so uh, remember, if you pay your employees, um, just make sure that you're paying them at least that um that amount, unless their normal hours are below, unless their contract is below that amount, mm-hmm. um, and then top it up. Um, so you can't automatically 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 top it up with um. 
with uh, annual leave, you have to get their permission to be able to do that. See, so so the so the government are saying you, you can't unlawfully compel people to take annual leave in this mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also just remember that um, that if they are working from home, um, you know, make sure you must pay them for those hours. Yeah. yeah. So we we see we're seeing some stories of people who are um, you know I shouldn't really be laughing at this because it's not that funny, but um, who are people are making their employees work from home. Um, say 30, 40 hours a week, um, and just paying them the 585 subsidy, which is um, it's it's absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's, um, you know, that goes against uh, everything that, um, you know, what the scheme is for. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, and, and the first one there too about, um, you know, the discussion that with the employees about the expectancy of what work that you want them to do and making sure that they understand that they'll be paid for that. And then the thing about leave has come up quite a few times. So, um, Obviously, from an employer's perspective, you know that leave leave accrual is is actually a liability on your balance sheet. So, um, you do need to have a conversation with that person. You can't just say, "I'm taking it out of your leave." You've got to have a, a conversation and a documentation process around that. And really, again, it comes back to our communication conversation from Friday that it's important that your communication is there and that they understand that it's it's not just about you trying to get down your liability. Um, however, it's more about you guys trying to preserve business so that post level four they've got a job to return to yeah exactly right Nick. yep yep exactly right there, there, there have been a few questions around um around how to code this in, in zero or your accounting programs yeah so i might just touch on that, be great. On that briefly be great yep um so so because this um that this is non-gst or non-taxable income to your company um uh, well, what what I recommend what I've recommended to people is they set up a new code and other income uh, and their and their profit and loss and and name it um, COVID nineteen wage subsidy payment. Yep. And uh, and and then put in, put no GST because because this payment is uh, it's non GSTable obviously, but it's also non taxable. And and if you lump it in with a whole bunch of other income lines, then your accountant at the at the end of the year might not actually um, delve in there and, and have a look. Why at not it. see it? And no, they assume it's taxable. Yep, exactly right. So, um, so do that. Um, uh, you know, being prudent, you should always ask your accountant if they've taken this um, income out for tax purposes. Um, if you're a sole trader, or um, or you are, um, or you're filing your own tax return, just don't put that income in. You know, so so mm-hmm. don't bother putting it in, taking it out. Just don't put it in for a for a start. Um, yeah, so that that's how I do it. Um, some people talk about. Maybe you know bringing it across each week from a liability into into your profit and loss. I mean, the, the reality is you can't do that if you want to. Yeah, that'll um, need to go through a manual journal each week, however, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's a bit more work in there, and 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 because it's non-taxable, I, I probably wouldn't, um, I, I wouldn't bother because it doesn't matter what tax year it falls in. It just yeah, um, yeah it's non-taxable, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So th- there was two uh, questions that popped up that I think we could probably cover over. Um, t- one of the questions here was, was something was, well, the question was, what if you're in the process of making someone redundant, but now you can't pay out the holiday pay? Can you use the wage subsidy for that? Yeah, that, that, that's interesting. I don't know the exact answer to that. Um, uh, so if we, if we take it from a, a pragmatic and practical concept, that the whole point of the wage subsidy is to keep someone uh, employed. Employed. Yeah, and um, so uh, so I'd need to look into that, but but my guess is no that you can't use that to pay out their holiday pay. Um, that that would be that might be my guess, but um, yeah, yeah. Be interesting. We, we might actually take Lisa's um, comment on that. If, if, uh, yeah, 
I, I get, I'm guessing that her other call must have gone through. So, so just for, for everyone who's watching, um, Lisa is uh, actually doing some stuff uh, as an account accounting advisor for for a lot of businesses right now. And she had a, a call, uh, an urgent call come through, so she's had to go and take that. Um, so, 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 I look. I guess Lynn, that's probably not the um, the crystal clear answer you're looking for, but obviously, um, um, th that's probably one that you probably want to have a, a clear discussion with an accountant and make sure there's a good documentation process that goes in with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Vivi, uh, is the subsidy payment taxable in this year, even though the payment should be for the following 12 weeks, uh, which would be taxed? So uh, next year. So I think um, I think if clarification needs to be around what, what type of tax. Yeah. Um, she, I, I assume she's talking about PAYE. Yeah, so, so the income coming into your company is non-taxable, so, so, so don't worry about that. Um, so, so, so you just pay your employees as normal and, and you pay the PAY and KiwiSaver and any other deductions out of that as normal. Um, but in terms of which tax year it will be taxable and that the income isn't actually um, taxable. Right, so it'll only be the, yeah. the pay run essentially. So if you pay weekly, fortnightly, monthly, however you do it, um, yep. The idea is not to give your employee a lump sum less tax. It's to pay them out over a period of weeks to sustain their ability to, to live right now. Yeah, correct. Exactly yeah, cool. right. And one last one was, uh, what happens to those two who no longer have employment? So um, uh, presumably you worked for a business and now uh, don't. Um, do you qualify for, for wage subsidy? Yeah, unfortunately, no. That, that, that That's the, the hard thing about the scheme is that it's um, aimed at businesses to keep people employed, and um, and, and, if, and if you have been made redundant or you've lost your job because of this, um, unfortunately, that this this scheme does not cover you. Um, you you'd have to go into in, into your wind, or you'd have to phone winds and go through another another um, uh, scheme with them, um, as opposed to this wage subsidy scheme. So, um, and and there might be some more stuff coming out from the finance minister about. About about this and then people in that situation, I'd, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say so because more and more people are getting made redundant. I mean, you, you mentioned to me today about a company that was laid off, you know, almost 100 odd people, staff. yeah, 70 yeah. people, yeah, and, um, yeah. So, so, so I do think, um, so winds will be inundated with unemployment, um, uh, job I'm, seekers, effectively. I imagine they'll probably uh, fast track a lot of that if they haven't already. Yeah, I'd say so too. So stay tuned for um, for that. But unfortunately, the wage subsidy is just for employers to keep employees um, in a job, or if you're a sole trader or a contractor, to keep yourself in your own job. Hey, so look, one last question before we before we close it off is um, there's a question by Francois the other day that was asking for the sh was asking about the shortfall for salaries, and yet he was overpaid for part time staff, and it was suggested that he take the money and reallocate it to different levels. So, and that's what Grant Robinson said as well. If you have uh, wage subsidy for a part time employee that that their wage is higher, then you can use the balance of that to top up your other other um, employees. A again, document it right. Correct. Yep. Exactly right. Yep. So just um, document that too. And and I, I can't um, I can't uh, you know overestimate um, how important documentation is um, because if there is an audit, as I said before, it'll be in six you know months at least uh, down the track. Very very difficult to remember uh, what's happened now and why you made these decisions now as well. I mean it's all very well and good to say to an auditor you know um, I was stressed and all all this sort of stuff and and you are and it's a very valid thing to say, but 
but they're going to need to see um, evidence and documentation about you following these rules because you have actually signed the declaration at the end of the day. Yeah, I remember my first couple of years in business, man, I just had a shoebox. <laughs> right. <laughs> so sometimes they can sometimes they can be put to your favor because an auditor will look at that and say no thanks. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, so these, these days there's a lot more a lot more systems out there. So yeah, yeah. Um, hey, look, Sunil, mate, awesome, awesome again for that for, for your cool. sharing and the information, mate. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, well, look, we'll just kick on, and and uh, I'm sure we'll talk again. Great, thanks, Nick. Talk soon. Real Talk with Nick Hoyle, brought to you by Podcasts NZ.